I'm Maggie. I'm with Overcomers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know that a lot of times it's really hard to get up in the mornings and to just make a positive, stay on a positive note because when you're tired, you haven't had your coffee, you're still trying to wake up and get all this gunk out of your eyes. You got to go brush your teeth and you have to do all the routine that you do to get up in the mornings and go. And you're just like trying to wake up. There is one thing that I do when I wake up. I, I listen to Show Love and it's by 1K Pew. And I love it because it's like show love, show love, show love. When they don't want you to shine, show love. But I take it more like today I'm going to stay on a positive note. I'm going to do whatever I can to be able to to lead in the right direction, to go where God is want, God wants me to go, to do what God wants me to do. Um, it could be different for you. You're more just maybe like, I just want to make it through the day. Um, so anytime that you have like, uh, you start your day, you get to work and or whatever it is that you do. And you have all these, you know, people are in line, they're waiting and they want to get their meal done, you know, McDonald's and uh, I don't know, wherever you go. For me, I like going to different places. So, and then sometimes it's, an, it's a long line and I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to stop there. I'm going to keep going. So I'll keep going and I'll go somewhere else. And then I get to work and then I'm eating and then I cook in and I get all my stuff going. And I tell myself, okay, let's rock and roll. We're going to get this. This day is going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. And boom, there's a patient or someone, you know, a customer, um, a friend that, hey, you didn't show up. This isn't this isn't right. Or you didn't do my breakfast. My breakfast wasn't correct. You know, I got too much sugar in my coffee. That's not what I asked for. You have all these complaints that come through and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, what's going on? And then... You, you 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 can either just stop for a moment and you can say, well, I don't care. Just whatever it is, you know, you could just lash out back and whatever, you know, just got to wait and whatever. Or you can say, like, take a deep breath, breathe, exhale and say to yourself, how can I stay positive? And what should I do to make this person's day? Because the reality is that people are like, stressed um they're going through something maybe they lost someone maybe they've uh, just had an argument a breakup and then you're the first person that does something wrong and they're gonna lash out at you but there were times where man i would get so mad and i i was a store manager at one point and i would just i couldn't stand it when people come in and they were like well i haven't worn it and they had to return a piece of clothing, an item. And you can tell that they wore it. They had like all these, what do you call those? Uh, deodorant streaks on the sleeve of the um, the armpit. They It smelled like really bad, like sweat. Like you knew that they wore it. And because you got to honor, you know, your customer service, your best thing to do is give it, give it or a refund or an exchange. And so I didn't always handle that really well. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Back in those days, I needed Jesus. And Jesus had to be the one to help me to, 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 for to now. Because back then, it was horrible. I was horrible. I was full of anger, full of bitterness. And so anyways, 
I remember this one time this woman came in and she just, man, she told me, I want this back. I want my money back. I don't like this. I don't want it, whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, but you wore it. And she was like, uh, no, I didn't. And I said, um, yes, you did. And, you know, that's not customer service. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell us that. You're supposed to say, okay, you know, can I get you anything else? Would you like another piece of clothing? Uh, so you want to wear something else and bring it back? What do you want to do? But you can't. So um, I got really upset and I said, I'm not taking that back. And she said, why not? And she said, yes, you are. So she grabbed a piece of clothing and she just threw it like at me and said, yes, you are going to take this back and I want my money back. And she called me a B, like, you know, the B that we all hate the word B, unless you are used to that word, then you don't mind. But I wasn't used to it. And so I didn't like it. So anyway, she throws it at me and tells me like, you are going to give me my money back. And she started going like this with her neck, you know, back and forth like a bobblehead. So I started going back and forth with the bobblehead too. And I was just like, oh no, you're not getting this back. And you're going to get out of my store. And like, I really owned the store because I didn't own the store. I was just working there. And then you're going to get out of my store and you're not going to, and everybody all you got me to get out now. And so I was just throwing everybody out of the store and I grabbed, and uh, she was like wanting to fight me. And I'm like, okay, okay. So I grabbed the scissors that were next to me and I picked them up and I was like, in my mind, I'm like, you know, that's not right. Like, what are you doing? But I was so upset that I was like, oh, I want to cut her like in my mind. And I just like grabbed the scissors and I just like, yeah, I need to get out of my store right now. And I was just like yelling. And so everybody in the store, like literally were like freaking out that this little bitty five feet, uh, 100 and I was 125 at the time. And they're like, get out of the store, get out. Everybody just get out. And so they're all getting like, I think there was probably like 15 people. They were all getting out of the store and I literally went to the front of the store, pulled down the gate with the hook that was nearby and I grabbed the door and I had slung it down halfway and I was really, I was pretty strong. So they're like going under the gate, like <laughs> trying to get out. And I was like, I just shut it after that. And I was just so mad. I went to the back and I was like, I can't believe, you know, it was like, what in the world? I don't even remember what else happened that day because I was blacked out. But it was anger that took over. It took me over. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. I, I, didn't, I didn't work there any longer. And it wasn't because of that. It was just other things that accumulated to my anger and my lack of being responsible and being young and, and you know, just bad stuff anyways. But my point is that we all grow in different stages. And so at, at that time, when I look back now and I talk to teenagers about how to handle our anger, um, that was not a healthy way. That's a good example of not how to not handle your anger. It should have been different. It should have now it's more like, okay, how can I, I know this person is in pain. I process it well. I tell them, you know, I tell myself like, Hmm, maybe they're in pain because people, when they're in pain, they're going to be mean. They're going to lash out. They're going to be impatient because you're in pain. So one of the beauties of me working in the medical field was that I learned that people, when people are in pain, they tend to be uncomfortable. Um, 
hurting, angry, impatient because of the discomfort of the pain that they're feeling. So I have learned to ask myself those three things. What are they hurting? Where are they hurting? And how are they hurting? When I have learned to do that and developed this type of reaction when someone comes at me and says those things, I try to keep that in mind. I didn't always keep that in mind. I was just like, you know, well, I'm an, I hurt too and I've been through pain too and I, who's going to take care of me? But the thing is, what it was my job, my responsibility as a growing individual, as a growing person and changing and trying to develop that I needed to change the way I handle things because it would just escalate to something worse. So in your moments when you find yourself with that impatient person in that impatient customer uh, or just someone that you don't even know, a stranger that lashes out, keep that in mind. Are they hurting? Why are they hurting? And who hurt them? Or they're in pain. Where are they in pain? Why are they in pain? Or what can I do to ease the pain? How can I help? How can I be an encourager to this person when they're feeling the way they're feeling? Or how can I calm them down so that they can be, they can have a better day? And even though you're not having a good day yourself, there is beauty that comes when you are able to put your feelings aside and give this person what you want someone to give to you. Because if you can remember the times where you've been in such a terrible pain and hurt and at the point of tears, what you would have wanted someone to do for you. And I try to remember that. Like, I remember when my mother was sick and she would go to the hot, she would go to the doctor. My mother didn't like going to the doctor, but she would tell me when she would come back, how some of the nurses there treated her. They treated her. Sometimes they would treat her bad. Sometimes they would treat her nice. And she said there was one time that she's, she remembered, I remember telling her telling me that one of the nurses uh, was really kind to her and the doctor and took the time to listen to her because, you know, doctors and nurses were sometimes therapists, kind of like people bent on us. And if you have a compassionate heart and empathy, you're more than you, you welcome those kind of situations. And so she told me, you know, she just, they sat there with me, they listened to me, they counseled me, they, they comforted me. And I really enjoyed that. You know, they were really good. And I remember, I would remember that conversation. It stuck with me throughout my, my life. And there were times where I would look at an elderly woman and I would see her with her grandbaby and I would say, wow, my mom did that. My mom took, you know, our grandkids to the doctor sometimes or she took them with her and, and how they treated her. So how am I going to treat this person that's coming and complaining to me about whatever's going on in their home? Am I going to shoot them away or am I going to listen in and just be that listening ear? And I think that what happens sometimes is we listen in and we hold it in whatever they're telling us and take those things to heart. Like, oh, I don't have time for this. You know, I'm I'm doing through my own stuff. I don't have time to listen to you. We have that attitude. But if we change the attitude to say this is this could be my mom, 
This could be my mom taking my daughter to the doctor. How would I want them to treat her? And so when I would think about stuff like that, I would welcome that individual and I would say, you know, this could, this was my mother at one point. Let me, let me listen to her. Let me, let me, let me take the time. And, and I would literally ask God, God, give me words of encouragement. You know, Holy Spirit guide me so that I can be able to give her a word of a prophetic word or a scripture or a song to listen to or something that will enlighten her day to make it even more positive. So I would do that. Um, I developed it. It took a while to begin to do it because there were times where I would just get mad and I would just get mad at things. And, and, and I know we all get mad at certain things because we have life that happens and then we just don't deal with the situ situations correctly. It's a developing type of uh, uh, training of the brain that you have to sit back and say, Let's look at it from a different perspective. Let's look at it as, as if it was your family member that was walking through that door or walking or in the drive through. How would you handle it? Because, you know, when your friends go up to the uh, to wherever you're working and they're driving through your work, if you work at a fast food place. And I remember this because this happened to me and they're like, hey, girl, what's up? You know, like, you know, I got you. I got you. You know, and you're you're all fun and games and stuff. But then the next person, oh, move, gone, get out of here because there's the next person behind you and I got to get their order or, you know, just different situations. But you welcome those things. So if you can train your brain to say, maybe this is my uh, individual that I may know or if, if I can really. My, my best way of picturing this was just closing my eyes and just for those seconds and just say, OK, this is my brother, this is my sister, this is my um, my friend. I want them to, to be treated, I wanna treat them well. And if it was me on the other side, how would I wanna be treated? It, it takes a lot of developing, it takes a lot of that to do. So for me, it was more like affirmations and sitting quiet in my moments and reading my word, my the Bible, and what are the attributes of being uh, of, of God in Galatians that talks about the fruits of the spirit, you know, kindness, meekness, humility, all of those goodness, uh, the good things. So we're dwelling on those things. So when you dwell on those things and begin to um, think about those things, then you're just changing your brain. You're changing your mind. You're, you know, Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about uh, neuro. She's a neuroplasticity. Look her up online, um, Facebook and I love her books because they really helped me. It was a rewiring of my brain and how she explains it so beautifully about the, the tree of life. It's a tree that how our brain, when we think good thoughts, it's almost like it's a beautiful green tree in the inside of our brain. And when we think about bad things, bad thoughts, it's like a charcoal wannabe dark uh, tree, dead. And, you know, the word of God says that as so a man thinks in his heart so easy, but as you're thinking all these negative things inside of you, you're poisoning your own body. You're filling yourself with so much, so much toxic waste inside that eventually it develops and it just manifests in the outside because everything that's inwardly is going to eventually come out on the outside. And we are in a society that we talk about, well, I don't want to be around this toxic person. I don't want to be around this toxic people. But have you ever really thought about yourself being toxic? Like, what are the things that you think about? 
What are the negative things you think about other people? What are the negative things that you say to yourself? Because a lot of times we say those things to ourselves. Oh yeah, you can't do that. Oh, you're not good. Oh, you, you know what? Yeah. Or you get jealous because of the fact, well, they ain't doing nothing, but you're not doing nothing either. But yeah, you want to be critical. So you get critical about certain things. And that's also negative because instead of saying, God, you know, she's doing a great job. What can I do to contribute? Maybe share this or share that. What can I do to help that person to be more successful? Because in the midst of you being the giver, you are also helping yourself be better and being positive and you're rewiring that 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 one signal that says be critical be critical be critical no be positive show love demonstrate love show love give it to them give them the best i mean talk about good good things about them now keep in mind we all fail we all eventually at one point talked about bad about somebody and we talk bad about ourselves to ourselves so we have to be able to listen sit quiet rewire what are we thinking about? What did we say? What are we saying about others? And thinking about those things and rewiring those things. So showing love is not just showing love, but it's also giving love. Giving love to that person that is so hard, that is uh, comes at you yelling and they're in pain. And I think me being around doctors or working with them has showed me I've had I have had the privilege to work with great doctors and they are very humble and they have shown me how to handle situations like that. And I think that God is so awesome in the way he is because he places us in situations and it's in places where when we ask him to develop something in us. He's faithful and he will provide a way for us to grow in that area. I want to encourage you to keep doing that, to keep thinking on the positive note and show love, show love, show love, show love love in the midst of it all. But I look back and I say, the goodness of God, he has shown me love. So who am I not to show love? So there you have it. Showing love. You know, the greatest of this is love. You know, what the Word of God talks about. You can give to the poor. You can speak in tongues. You can prophesy. You can preach. But if you have not love, God says, you are nothing. You're like a clashing symbol. Clap, clap, nothing. That's it. Just a clashing symbol. So we want to be overcomers. That no matter what has happened to us in our lives, that we are healing, we are getting whole, and we are walking in love and genuine love because we know what it's like to not have that apology. We know what it's like to be abused. We know what it's like to go through things. We know what it's like to endure. We know what it's like to survive tragedies and chaos. And we overcame. I want to bless you today that you will show love wherever you go and that you be encouraged to know that God is for you. He is not against you, baby. He is not against you. He's for you. And though what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it for his glory. And all this, baby, is for God's glory. Bye-bye now. You have a good day. You're an overcomer. Bye-bye.